Get to Action Church. If you are new here at Winter Park, Sanford, Oviedo as well, starting a two-week journey, two-week series, uh, we're calling Salty. Salty, just like I am after the Crimson Tide lost last night. Salty. Yeah, it only happens every once in a while. So I think God, God is teaching me a lot in this uh, last seasons of my life. One of those is empathy. Now I know what it feels like to be most of you. And so... <laughs> it's true. It hurts because it's true. Two-week journey, salty. Now you're salty. See what we're doing? So two-week journey, really studying uh, some things in Scripture when it comes to, uh, to salt. Uh, this mentioned 40 times in the Bible, and it's very important in our bodies. It's very important uh, in, in our environment. It's, it's very important spiritually that we understand what and who we are called to be this this uh, two week journey really came um, from uh, my wife uh, Gabby uh, in her personal study. Uh, Gabby uh, loves me, uh, loves the boys, but she really loves Jesus. Like, like I know, I mean, like, like she is really pretty and she is really great and she is kind and she is sincere, sincere and she is intelligent, but she is a Bible nerd. I'm talking about like real nerd. Like she'll come and be like, "You will not believe what I just read," and I'm like. Wow, you're really excited. Like, this is every day. So this came from, from her study. She really does love the Bible. I just got to tell you one, one story. I don't, I don't tell a lot of stories about her uh, or, or the boys. And so uh, she, when we were dating, this is how much she loves me, the boys, and the Bible. When we were dating, uh, God told her uh, that I was going to be uh, her husband and the boys, uh, she was going to help uh, uh, be a, a maternal figure, a, a bonus mom uh, to, to my boys. She didn't tell me that, by the way. And dating advice, don't be weird. I've heard, seen so many people like, I, God told me we're gonna get married. You start there, relationship's probably over. That's weird. <laughs> That's weird. It's like stalker alert, I'm out of here. She didn't tell me because she's not weird. She took that to the Lord and God said, we'll get, begin praying for them. So when we got engaged, she gave me two journals than which she had prayed through every chapter of every book of the Bible and gave it to me. She prayed for me and the boys throughout that whole journey of us dating. She just, she loves, she loves me, she loves the boys, she loves the Bible. So if you like this uh, sermon series, give her credit. If you don't like it, blame me, because I did a poor job presenting it. Um, she's the opposite of Pastor Tyler. If anything goes wrong, blame Tyler. If anything goes wrong between me and Gabby, blame me. Matthew chapter five, salty. You are salt of the earth. Everybody say salt. salt. You are the salt of the earth. But if salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. We are salt. We are also light. You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and give light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. You and I are the salt of the earth, and it's important that we understand this. And, and salt is a, is, a, is a key ingredient to a, a lot of, of foods. Come on, you need salt maybe almost all the time on your food, but specific foods, like you really need it. Like if you ever tried to eat a, a sunflower seed that wasn't salted, you'll get one in there every once in a while that's not salted. It is not very good. It tastes like dirt, tastes like the ground. It's not good. You, you, ever, you ever had uh, uh, any edamame without salt? How I many of you don't know what edamame is? It's what you, you go and you eat first, usually at a sushi place. And, and I stay away from it because I don't like to take up my storage space with vegetables. Anybody else, like just, you know, 
I, I can eat that stuff at home. I don't really want to go overpay for something that's just going to get in the way of the main stuff later. Is anybody else like me? You would just offended every vegetarian and vegan in here. That's a different conversation. I don't really understand that either. We need to, have a, we need to join a small group so you can teach me. I just, just never going to understand how you're not going to have a steak. I just never going to understand. I get it, but I just love steak. Pastor Ray, I'm having a moment right now. Just, I'm just thinking about, I'm not thinking about edamame. I'm, that's for sure. Popcorn, unsalted popcorn, psychos, if you like unsalted popcorn. Come on, soy sauce, it pretty much just is salt. I'm convinced people, this new like sushi like revolution, everybody loves sushi, I love sushi, but I'm convinced some of you don't like sushi, you just like soy sauce, you know what I mean? Like you'll, you'll put that stuff on anything. French fries, come on, the right amount of salt on a fry. Little, 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 little hack, little cheat hack from McDonald's. If you ask for extra salt or light salt, they have to make the fries uh, fresh, and so you get fresh fries, courtesy of Pastor Jake Lavender, and he, he is a fast food expert. And so, come on, tortilla chips without salt. Salt is an, it is an additive. It, it, it brings out flavor. It adds to what you're already consuming, and without it, something is always mentioned. Salt is mentioned 40 times in the Bible, and if we're called to be this, let's dive in and really understand kind of the, the symbolism or what Jesus is saying here. Salt was once traded ounce for ounce, the same as gold. Salt from the Sahara Desert was one of the major trade goods in ancient West Africa. There's so, so uh, little naturally occurring in these deposits that its value skyrocketed and they would literally change one to one ratio for gold. A soldier's pay was oftentimes consist, uh, consisting of salt. It came to be known as salarium argentum. Gabby, again, Gabby, this is Gabby's study. Like, I'm just not real brilliant. She's got a master's degree and I'm just like one step away from stupid. You know what I mean? But you go to my church, so what does that make you? I say that out loud? It's God's church. Don't send an email. I know that it's God's church. I'm just leading it. Jesus is the head. I got it. I can already see the emails coming. He said it was his. It's not my church, but I am talking. You are listening to me, so if I... From which this, this, we derive the word salary. A soldier's salary was, was cut, catch this, if he was not worth his salt. That's where we get that, that saying, that they would cut his salary, they would cut it, if he wasn't worth his salt, they would, they would cut it. That's where that phrase came from. It's, it's valuable, it's valuable. Salt is, is a necessity for our bodies to, to function. It helps to conduct nerve impulses, it contracts and relaxes muscles and, and maintains the proper balance of water and, and minerals throughout our body. Salt is essential to living. No animal or plant human can survive with, without the right amount of salt. Called to be salt and light, but we need to make sure we understand what it is and that we always are the right amount of salt. That's what we're gonna talk about for the next few moments. Are we the right amount of salt? You ever had something that had too much salt? You ever, you ever noticed you ever had something that didn't have enough salt? You ever notice that it's missing or it's, it's too much? What I've noticed, uh, I love going out to eat. I love a, a great restaurant. And I, what I've noticed at really, really great restaurants, like the kinds that you want somebody else to pay for, you know, somebody to invite you and, and pick up the bill. If you've noticed, there's a lot of times a great pasta or even a great piece uh, of meat, they don't have to do a lot 
to it because the, the entree itself, the, the main ingredients are so good that you just need a, a little bit of additive, a little bit of salt. If you go to a, an Italian place with homemade pasta and homemade sauces, you, you can really taste all the ingredients, and I'm not trying to be ugly if you own one of these or love one of these, but if you go to, to, to compare that to like an olive garden, I love the salad and breadsticks, but the sauce is pretty much just salt. You know what I mean? Like it's just it's because you're trying to cover something that's not as good. I'm here to tell you today that when it comes to what you and I are supposed to do, spiritually speaking, that we have the best main course, the entree is not you, it is Jesus, that the, the sides on the table, everything has nothing really to do with us. The, the, the meal is set, and we're called to be salt. We are called to be additives, not the main thing. We're called to be light, which we are called to show or shine on the main thing, but we ourselves are not the main thing. Two problems as we talk to Christians today. Most of these next two weeks is talking to us and our calling of being salt and light Two problems with us is we would be either not salty enough or too salty. Write this down, that we don't have enough salt, not enough salt. We're too bland. We blend in. There's not enough flavor. We don't add anything to what's actually going on. We don't add anything to what Jesus is, is already doing. We actually look a little bit more like the world than we do like Jesus, and I butchered this term in the first service. I actually read this all week, hyponatremia. I read it all week as hypothermia. Those are two different things. Yeah, first service, I was like hypothermia. And I started reading, I was like, that's not hypothermia. I'm not brilliant, but that has nothing to do with, yeah, I really did. I read hypothermia, hyponatremia. in the body occurs when the concentration of sodium in your blood is abnormally low. Sodium is an electrolyte. And it helps regulate the amount of water that's in and around your cells. Symptoms that will follow this condition, check this out, are dizziness, confusion, muscle twitches, and seizures. Not, not enough salt in your system, not enough salt in your, your spiritual life will cause some confusion. Because you don't have enough of the things of God, eventually you'll be confused, muscle twitches, you'll begin to act differently and behave differently, and eventually you will shut down spiritually if you look like more of the world than you look like Jesus. If there's not enough salt, if there's not enough flavor, if you're too bland, you're too uh, vanilla, you're too blending in, then it's just not enough. Spiritual hyponatremia begin to not function the way that God is calling us to function. You gotta have enough salt. There was a, a few weeks ago, sometimes, anybody else like me, I get busy sometimes, and, uh, and especially if I'm out doing stuff, it's hot, I, I kind of forget to eat and to drink. Um, and so I woke up one morning and uh, had an energy drink and did a little work, and then I went and played two or three hours of uh, pickleball, because uh, now everybody plays pickleball. It's just what you do. You just go play pickleball. And, uh, and then I played 18 holes of golf. Uh, it's about 95 degrees. And then I came home, and we uh, actually ordered some dinner. We were watching a movie, and uh, I was eating. And I, was, uh, I looked over and I was like, this is the first thing I've eaten today. And then I had like a Gatorade, and I was like, this is actually the first thing that I've drank today. 
And about 10 minutes later, I started getting some cramps in like weird places, like down like the side of your leg. And it was like running up into my hips. And then my abs started cramping. And I, I said abs, but I really mean where abs used to be. Now just my stomach is. And, uh, and then my chest, literally my lower back, my whole body, like we're about to go to the ER, my whole body just trying to eat, uh, get potassium, water, just Gatorade, just trying. My whole body was, was shutting down because I did not have enough water. I did not have enough salt. It was beginning to literally seize on itself. And too many of us, spiritually speaking, are confused. We're dizzy because we don't have enough of the right ingredients on the inside of us. We don't have enough of the presence of God and the power of God and the the principles of God. We're just not salty enough. We don't taste any different than the world because we're just too Bland, not enough salt. Romans 12 says, do not conform any longer to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of our mind. We gotta have the right amount of salt. Too many of us are not salty enough. The other group, a very different group, are the group that's too salty. Well, let me give you an illustration. Some of you some of you are, are, are not salty enough. You're like the salt shaker that doesn't have enough salt in it and it starts to clump at the bottom. You know what I'm talking about? And you're just frustrated because you're just trying to bang it and trying to get it out. That's what, that's what the Holy Spirit's trying to do with you. You know what I mean? There's just not enough salt like, to even get out of the deal and that's frustrating. But some of you are like a salt shaker that the top's been unscrewed. <laughs> too much. You're too much. Too much religion, too much condemnation, too much legalism, too much tradition. And oftentimes the overuse of salt, spiritually speaking, is just covering a substandard life of insecurity or sin. You're too salty because the main things in your life aren't where they need to be, and so you just project it on other people. Man, I got harsh in a hurry, huh? I don't want us to be either one, but I think this camp, the Too Salty crew, does a little more damage to what we're trying to do with the gospel than the other one does. It's usually louder, uglier. Too much salt is is linked to health problems causing kidneys to overwork, hypertension, which can lead to cardiovascular disease and a stroke. Talk about another scientific principle that's spiritual, too salty, leads to heart disease, too much religion, too much toxicity, too much hate, too much condemnation and judgment will eventually lead to a spiritual disease of the heart in which you no longer see people the way that God sees people. You no longer feel about people the way that God feels about people. Or just sometimes we're too salty, too salty. Things are too salty, makes you, makes you thirsty, makes your mouth dry. Do, do people thirst after what you have, what you possess, how you, how you behave? I wanna read a, a kind of a fascinating uh, uh, paraphrase of Revelation 3, the message paraphrase, not, not a translation, but I love the way it, it brings it to life. And, and I love this, this picture of Jesus, too. He's talking to a church here. He's writing a letter to a church. He says, I know you inside and out, find little to my liking. It says you're not hot or cold. Far better to be either cold or hot. You're stale. Well, you're stagnant. 
You make me want to vomit. Can we take off the picture that Jesus was just always just passive? Just always getting along with everybody. Sweet. Never causing any problems. Never challenging anybody. That's a fun, secular version of Jesus, but Jesus was savage. He loved people, but he wasn't afraid to tell them what he thought. You brag, I'm rich, I've got it made. I need nothing from anyone. Oblivious to the fact that you're pitiful, blind beggar, threadbare and homeless. (laughs) Savage, Jesus. Here's what I want you to do. Buy your gold from me, gold that's been through the refiner's fire. Then you'll be rich. Buy your clothes from me, clothes designed in heaven. You've gone around half naked for long enough. And buy medicine for your eyes from me so you can really see. Check out verse 19. The people I love, I call to account. A prod, a correct, and guide. So that they'll live at their best. Up on your feet then, about face, and run after God. We're, we're called to be salt and light, but not too bland and not too, too salty. We, we, should be, we should be what we're called to be. When we mix the two, when we blend in, it's just never really gonna work. I love this passage because Jesus is actually referencing something here that's very practical. Never read this before, never heard this before. We were studying these past few weeks. Check this out. You'll see that Jesus was using an example here And the example he was using was referencing a city with hot springs and a city that had ice-cold, refreshing springs. And those cities would send their water through these tubes to the other cities. And by the time it got there, the the hot water would, would, would cool off and the cold water would warm up. So when it got to the city, it was lukewarm. And actually, in the in the pipes that it went through, it was full of sediment and junk. And the, the reference he's making here is when people would drink it they would vomit because it was neither hot nor cold and it was full of junk. Jesus is talking about how we follow him and how we come across to other people. What does it look like to to live in this world? Like, What do we taste like to a world that doesn't believe what we believe? Are we so far away from the source that we no longer reflect what the source actually produces. It was hot when it left the spring. It it was cold when it left the spring, but when it went through the, basically what I'm saying is when it has left the source and gotten to its destination, what does it look like now? And too many of us have changed, we've calmed down, we've cooled down, or we've warmed up to a place and we're full of so much junk that we are not appetizing, we are not warm, we are not cold, we are full of junk in our own devices and opinions and feelings and people don't want to be around us. We're not refreshing. We make them want to vomit. Because we're not salty enough or we're too salty. We've missed the point. Two things that salt is, spiritually speaking and practically, I want to give you today. The first one that salt does is salt preserves. Salt preserves. It's a, it's a protector from corruption. It's a protector from Erosion. It's a protector of things that would uh, 
uh, without it begin to decay or deteriorate. It, it's, a, it's a mode or a method of preservation. And you and I are called to be preserved. We're called to be set apart. We're called to be different. Salt is not only preserves food, but it also prevents bacteria from growing. The Holy Spirit wants to put some salt in us to preserve us to make sure we stay different than how we used to be. Does that make sense? Like he, he's giving us this idea here that we are not supposed to look, act, and think like the rest of the world, but we're supposed to be set apart. We're supposed to be righteous, not because of the right things we've done, but because of Jesus' sacrifice and what we inherited there. But salt preserves us. We, we cannot get into this salt of the earth deal. We, we cannot get into reaching the world until we've received what we need to receive. We can't give away all of these things that we don't possess. We can't be an example of all of these things. We can't say all of these things if we don't actually do it. We have to be preserved. We have to be set apart. We cannot be in our own spiritual decay and then talking to other people about their decay. We have to allow this principle to get on the inside of it. The Holy Spirit preserves us. He sets us apart. Salt also, write this down, not only preserves, salt also enhances Salt enhances. It enhances the flavors of things. It adds value to things. If you add salt to the food, it may bring out a taste and makes it better. If we're called to be the salt of the earth, I wanna ask you a really practical question today. If we're called to enhance, if we're called to, to make things better, I wanna take a moment and ask yourself this, am I making anything better? Is my family better because I'm in it? Is my workplace better because I'm in it? My classroom better because I'm in it? My friendship's better because they're in relationship with me. My neighborhood better because I live in it. My community any different because I live in it. Come on, let's turn it not just individually, but, but congregationally is Winter Park and Seminole County better because we're here. Sanford better because we're there. Oviedo better because we're there. Are we, are we enhancing the community around us? Do they know that we are for them, not against them. Do they know that we're trying to add value to their life? See, we have to, we have to be preserved first because it's gotta be his love in us so that then we can operate with his love through us to a lost and hurting world. So we gotta, we gotta be preserved, like, like we've gotta be saved and we've gotta be set apart so that we know the difference, so that we live differently. Then, because of what we've received, now we can give that away. What I found in leading church, studying this passage, trying to figure out how we are always salt and light. What I found is that we oftentimes 
focus on either or. I found two different types of people is what I'm trying to say. There's people that are really good at receiving kind of this idea that salt preserves. Like, you're very preserved. You know what I mean? Like, like you're bottled up in righteousness. You know what I mean? Like, you're, you're holier than thou. You, you love this side of it. Like, you, when I talk about being set apart, when I talk about being different, when I talk about no spiritual decay, I talk about spiritual disciplines. Like, you got this together. And then we got the camp over here that, that, that loves to enhance, that loves to serve, that loves to, to reach, that loves to love people, but, we don't, but they oftentimes are two separate groups of people. My challenge for this message, again, this is a simple two weeks. I'm just trying to, to really unpack this one verse and get us to, to see all of the different ways that it correlates to our life. But, but today, specifically, it's simple. I'm just trying to get each one of these, the, the preservation crew and the enhancement crew, to, 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 to dip in a little bit to the, the other side. What I'm saying is this, this is, I love these. This, these are my outreach people. These are my love everybody people. These are the, the magnetic people. These are all the people. I, you make every situation better. But what I'm asking you to do is make sure that you've received all that God has for you so that you're actually enhancing them in a way that impacts their eternity, not just their situation. What I'm asking you is to enhance it not just with smiles and generosity and good deeds. I'm asking you to enhance it with the power of God and the presence of God and the principles of God. I'm asking you to carry something that actually matters into that situation. And my crew over here, I'm asking you, you've received all of that. You, you've, you've been blessed with all of that. You love the Bible and you love the word and you love to worship and you love to live a life above reproach. That's great, but do that intentionally so that somebody else can benefit from it. This person over here, you ever been to dinner with somebody? and it's a big table, and they don't ever share anything. You ever been with somebody that hogs the salt? This person over here, like, you don't ever pass the salt. He just sits in front of you. My salt. That's weird. I wouldn't go to dinner with you again, by the way. This isn't a real example. I don't really know any real human that would keep the salt. Like, why in the world would you hog the salt? I'm not trying to steal your salt. I just want to borrow, I just, just a little bit. Be ridiculous for you to sit at a table and hog the salt. But too many Christians, spiritually speaking, are sitting at a table with people that need what you have. And you're like, well, I'm gonna spend our whole life not helping them. They're not asking you to die for them. Jesus already did that. They're not asking you to sacrifice a lot. They're just asking you to pass the salt. It's not hard when we are not the main thing to just be an additive to the main thing. It's just being intentional. It's just living a little bit differently. It's just opening our eyes and saying, I, I, you're not trying to take all my time. I'm not trying to, to get you to go on a lifelong missions trip. I'm not trying to get you to quit your job. I'm not trying to get you to study the Bible 16 hours a day. I'm just asking you to pass the salt. 
that we have something that's been delivered at our table, the best main course of all time, the gospel. We have something that we all get to enjoy that saved us from our sins, that set us free from what we've done, and set us onto a path of what God could have for us. And his only role for you and for me in this is to love God and to love people. And in this passage, he's telling us, I'm just asking you to be the salt of the earth. I'm asking you to preserve some things, some principles, some truth, and I'm asking you to make this place better. To leave it better than you found it. And if somebody next to you needs a little something, that we are an additive. Here, I'm going to pass the salt. I'm going to pass some encouragement. I'm going to pass some love. I'm going to pass some grace. I'm going to pass some help. And then I'm going to point you to the person. We're all, it's the same thing. I'm going to point you back to, hey, no, it's not me. I'm just spiritual salt. It's, It's not me. I'm just light. I'm not the message. I'm just the, the messenger. I don't actually have any, 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 any source of power. I can just kind of point you to the one. That's why we're salt. We're an additive. We're light. We're just showing people the way. We're showing people the purpose. We're showing people the person of Jesus. Don't look too much like the world. Look more like Jesus. Come on, make sure, make sure your spiritual top is, is screwed on. So that you're not too salty. Let's live a life preserved, a life of righteousness, a life set apart, a life actually living out what we believe, looking differently. And then let's live a life of enhancement. Let's actually make this place better. Let's make our homes better. Let's make our relationships better. Let's make our communities better. Not just for now, but for eternity. Let's not just go and help now. Let's bring them something that will help them for eternity. And that's the message of Jesus. Let's be great spiritual additives this week to the greatest message ever told and see people sit down and enjoy the same things that we have. Let's bow our heads across every location, every head out, every eye closed. God, we thank you for your, your message today from Matthew 5. God, I pray, I pray this morning across all of our locations, I, I pray that you would give us opportunities this week to live this out. This is, this is not one of those Sundays, one of those messages that we just sit and listen. This is one of those that we respond to. I pray this week that you would give us an opportunity to enhance somebody's life, to make a situation better, to be kind, to help, to, to give, to serve, whatever that is. And I pray we'd be obedient to do it. Church, every head bowed and every eye closed. We never close a service without giving people an opportunity to, to make the best decision of your life, to make a decision to surrender your life to the Lordship of Jesus, to, to follow him. We've talked about Jesus today, but if you're new to church, let me be very clear on, on the what I'm offering you right now. I'm offering you a relationship with Jesus. What does that look like? Jesus is the perfect son of God, the second part of the Trinity. He left his throne in heaven and made himself, the Bible says a slave, a servant. Didn't come to rule, came to serve. Didn't come to be served, but to serve, the book of Philippians said. He lived a perfect life, and that's important because you and I never could. And because we were sinful, an unholy people could never be reconciled to a holy God. And so Jesus entered the scene, he lived a perfect life. To die is the substitute for you and for me. The cross that he died on represents our salvation, forgiveness of our sin, 
When he died on the cross as a substitute, what happened there was the greatest exchange ever where we are now seen the way that God sees us on Jesus. He took our sins and gave us his righteousness. Salvation is possible because Jesus died in your place. His resurrection gives us power over sin and over the grave. Access to eternity, but also access to power in this life. Jesus has done all the, the heavy lifting, all of the majority of the work, but he does give us a responsibility. He does give us an option, and that option is to choose him. How do we do that? Romans 10 says we confess with our mouth and we believe in our heart that Jesus is Lord. Lord is the key phrase there because that means he's in control. So how do I make a decision to follow Jesus? I surrender control and I say I'm no longer leading. I'm following. I'm giving you my life. I'd love to pray with you. I'd love to give you an opportunity to make a decision today to become a disciple of Jesus. It's a lifelong journey of following him, but it starts with an act of conviction which is what you feel right now from the Holy Spirit, and then repentance means to turn or return to Him. So for the first time ever, first time decision across all of our locations, or maybe today is a recommitment. You've walked aisles, you've prayed prayers, you've raised your hand, but you've never surrendered control. You feel called today to be salt and to be light, to make a difference, to enhance, but you know that you have to receive that love before you can give it away, if you want make that decision right now across all of our locations. I'd love to pray with you. If that's you today for the first time or for the first time in a long time, would you raise your hand right where you are and say, I need a relationship with Jesus today. I'm recommitting my life to him today. Yeah, yeah. Several in the back. Yes, 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 yes. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Gotcha. Yep. Proud of you. Stadium. Yes. Yep, yep. Such a cool moment sharing this with you best decision you'll make in your life. Oviedo, right there in Haggerty High School at Sanford, Action Online. So proud of you. You can put your hands down. If you raised your hand, pray this in your heart as I pray it out loud. Say this, say, God, I love you. And God, I thank you for saving me. And I acknowledge that I'm a sinner and I'm saved only by your grace. And I'm confessing with my mouth and I'm believing in my heart that you, Jesus, are Lord. And God, I give you that place today. Complete and total control. Have your way in my life. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. And God, I pray for all of us. Give us opportunities this week to enhance other people's lives. Gives us a challenge this week to, to fight for righteousness and to be set apart, to be preserved by you. And we love you. We thank you for meeting us here. It is in Jesus' name that we pray. And everybody at Action Church said amen. And amen. Can we celebrate all the decisions that were just made? Come on, really celebrate them.